Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to conservation and careful management of the state's forests to make them more resilient and better habitats for wildlife. Choosewood.com. From the St. Louis Public Radio Newsroom, this is The Gateway. It's Tuesday, August 11th. I'm Wayne Pratt. Tracy Stanton wants more formerly incarcerated people in Missouri to have the right to vote. There are a lot of people, over 60,000 people that are in Missouri that are still on probation and parole and are excluded out of the voting process. In just a few minutes, St. Louis Public Radio's Marissa Ann Lewis-Thompson speaks with Stanton about how she's trying to secure voting rights for the formerly incarcerated. Missouri Governor Mike Parson is broadening the scope of his call for a special legislative session. He wants the Attorney General's office to be involved in violent crime cases in St. Louis. As St. Louis Public Radio's Jacqueline Driscoll reports, Parson says it's about prosecuting criminals. Parson had strong words for Circuit Attorney Kim Gardner when she chose to charge the couple who brandished guns at protesters in St. Louis. And Attorney General Eric Schmidt has also criticized Gardner, saying she's let crime get out of hand in the city. Parson, who is a staunch advocate for local control, says this isn't personal. It's about violent crime. This has nothing to do with the prosecutor checking around the role of being prosecutor. This is about violent criminals on the streets of St. Louis that cases haven't been filed on. Parson says Gardner will still have full authority. In a statement, Gardner says this move, quote, allows the governor and his cronies to make a mockery of judicial checks and balances. In Jefferson City, I'm Jacqueline Driscoll, St. Louis Public Radio. A signature gathering campaign is underway in St. Louis's 20th Ward to recall Alderwoman Kara Spencer. The company funding the effort, Metropolitan Strategies and Solutions, also helped gather signatures for an airport privatization initiative headed for the November election. Spencer, a vocal opponent of leasing St. Louis Lambert International, says the recall campaign is an intimidation move. It's a clear message to not just me, but other elected officials. If you stand up to special interests, the special interests will pay to have you removed from office. The campaign must collect more than 1,000 signatures from registered voters in the 20th Ward to trigger a special election. Metropolitan Strategies and Solutions owner Lawan Strickland says he has collected nearly 2,000 signatures and plans to submit them to the elections board by the end of the month. A team of researchers at Washington University has genetically engineered a virus that infects human cells similar to the coronavirus. As St. Louis Public Radio's Shayla Farzan reports, labs around the world are now using the hybrid virus for their own research. To work with the coronavirus in a lab, scientists have to take a lot of precautions, like installing special airflow systems and wearing respirators. Labs that don't have this equipment can't do coronavirus research. So a team at WashU took a common livestock virus and genetically engineered it, so it has the same spiky proteins on the outside as the coronavirus. Grad student Paul Rothloff says the hybrid virus acts like the coronavirus, but it's safer for researchers to handle. It now enters cells identically to how the actual coronavirus would enter cells. Our immune system also responds to this hybrid virus as if it were the coronavirus, which means it could be used to develop a coronavirus vaccine. I'm Shayla Farzan, St. Louis Public Radio. A doubleheader this week between the Cardinals and Detroit has been postponed again. 
The decision by Major League Baseball comes as the Cardinals continue to deal with an outbreak of COVID-19. The games were slated for Thursday after being postponed already last week. Now it's not known when the doubleheader might take place. Ten Cardinal players and seven staff members have tested positive for COVID-19. In Missouri, more than 60,000 people on parole or probation can't vote. People like Tracy Stanton are trying to change that. She is the lead organizer for Ex-Incarcerated People Organizing, or EXPO. Stanton spoke with St. Louis Public Radio's Marissa Ann Lewis-Thompson about the voting process for formerly incarcerated people. You are able to vote once you are released from probation and parole. So let's say you um, you served your time right in prison, you paid your debt off to society, and you're released. Well, if you still have anywhere from five years, five months, to 15 years, and you're still on probation and parole, you do not have the right to vote. So if you come home and you're not on probation and parole, you automatically get your voting rights restored. But there are a lot of people over 60,000 people that are in Missouri that are still on probation and parole and are excluded out of the voting process for that reason. Although they may have paid their debt to society by spending that time in prison. So that is the current process um, now. And that is what we're trying to definitely change with uh, SB Bill 542 and House Bill 1780. Also known as Unlock the Vote. Can you talk the vote. Yeah, can you talk a little bit more about that process? Um, because it's, it's definitely been a journey. I Like the Vote um, is a campaign that we are spearheading with Expo Missouri, which is a task force or a project of MCU. MCU is Metropolitan Congregations United, and they have the Break the Pipeline campaign, and we're like an extension or project of that campaign. So we worked in um, collaboration with Jamila Nasheed and also Rashid Aldris to introduce this bill. The bill was first pre-filed in, um, I believe, December the 1st of 2019, and it was first read in January the 8th, um, and it passed out of the committee, woohoo, um, in March the 2nd, um, and then we had to do some readjustments to the bill um, in May, around May 15th, and currently, um, it's the basic, it was basically put on hold because of COVID, <laughs> because COVID happened. So it was still in the process of um, being looked at and, and reviewed, but COVID happened. How does the process as it stands right now suppress the black vote for people who think they simply can't vote? So when we have talk about voter suppression, we have 60,000 people that are on probation and parole that can't vote, right? And then we also have people that have a, a felony conviction that do not know that they're able to vote because so many times the disenfranchisement that we have faced, and I say we because I am also a returning citizen, um, we just feel like we're cut off from anything that we should, could possibly have as citizens, right? Because we already know that we're disenfranchised from jobs, from housing, from community uh, assistance for the most part. So a lot of people already have in their mind because they have a felony conviction that they can't vote. And then we also have people like myself, because this is the first year I've ever voted, so we also have another form of voter suppression in people like me that grew up in a marginalized community. Their immediate day-to-day -day life does not uh, view voting as beneficial for them because they feel like it will not um, change their situation or circumstances, right? I, I think about 
the voting process and how I was able to vote, right? And how we woke up to all of these great accomplishments from people that we wanted to vote and how great I felt about being a part of that. And also looking at, you know, different statuses from different social media outlets and seeing how everyone felt so elated, right? And had a sense of belonging. And they was like, our vote matters and how they felt a sense of community, right? And like they said, you know, it was a lot of people making a statement that your voice does matter, but I have 60,000 of my people that would not be able to get to feel that joy, right? And so that's excluding them, not only for the electoral process where they can't be a part of the people that governs them, but just from having that feeling of sense of belonging, right? Or that you have accomplished something by creating, um, power, a political power for the people that you feel like can make a change in your community, right? And so it was a bittersweet moment. That was Tracy Stanton, a lead organizer for ex-incarcerated people organizing, speaking to St. Louis Public Radio's Marissa Ann Lewis-Thompson. Our Maria Altman edited that report. Shula Newman is the executive editor of St. Louis Public Radio. Music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. I'm Wayne Pratt. From the St. Louis Public Radio newsroom, this has been The Gateway. Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house.